Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting you not live. We are uh, doing this heavily pre-recorded right now. What's up, everybody? It's just me, Lizzie. Again, we're on that weird holiday breakdown, shakedown. But we did want to give you at least something this week. So we're going to give you a little bit of a best of from this past year of some of our favorite chats with people. Obviously, if you want to hear more broken down um, at the most like chaotic moments, let us know over on our Instagram at Emo Social Club. Same thing over on um, Twitter at X Emo Social Club X on TikTok. I think you can maybe do like something there, stitch us or something and let us know. Be kind of weird. But you know what? Go follow us over there anyway if this is something that you're into. We also have a really cool album of the year breakdown uh, coming out later this month in early January. And we have some really cool guests coming in for December as well. We also have a few events that are still uh, TBA. So if you're in the Chicagoland area, make sure to keep your eyes peeled for those events that we have coming up as the Emo Social Club live in person. One last thing here. We do still have merch. It is sitting in my studio. I'm looking at it now. It's looking at me and it's saying, please buy me. So head on over to emosocialclub.com slash store. Make sure you pick up a shirt. We also have tank tops. Layering is in, guys. Come on. Or give your bestie some Emo Social Club swag for the holidays if you're into it and if they're into it. Also, we have a new membership area on our website. Just go to emosocialclub.com. It's at the bottom of the page. It's $15 a month. And something that a lot of you guys have been looking for is all of our stream DJ sets put into one place so you can listen to one playlist. So we do have that on there and it's easily accessible. Something easy for you to just throw on. You know you're going to like it. You're not going to have to skip around or anything. And you can download it and keep it for later. It doesn't go away. It's basically all access. So head on over there. Also do that if you're into it. And maybe leave like a Pfizer review on like Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us too. That you can do that. Okay, now I'm done lying. We're going to jump into this. Thanks so much, guys. Enjoy our best ofs. So our first best sub, we're going to be looking at our friends, Cleveland Avenue. We did a premiere on our Twitch stream for their song back in July, and it was a really great time chatting with them. They are some of our besties, and earlier in this episode when we chatted with them, they said they're dropping new music. Now, not only have they signed to a record label, but they are in studio recording that muse music. And can I say, I heard a little bit of it, and it smacks. You guys are not ready for it. So let's relive some of the moments from that chat. There you go, guys. So for shows, you saying, you're saying that you want to get out on the road. Do you have anything planned that you are going to announce eventually coming up? It looks like we have some people in the chat asking <laughs> if you're coming to if, some other Midwest states. Yeah, now everybody wants you to visit their city. <laughs> eventually. Yeah, <laughs> without, without us going too much into it, 
yeah, like like we do have a plan. We do have plans to come to a few places uh, later this year, and then obviously a little more frequently early next year. Um, I guess like the one thing I can say without giving too much of it is we do plan on recording new music at the end of this year. Uh, so like that will be like pretty exciting. Uh, and then obviously the possibility of us like going like on the road and like t- maybe possibly tour here and there. Uh, that's pretty much all we can really say for free. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> people are always watching. So yeah. other, than that, though, other than that though, like we're, uh, yeah, no, we're excited. Uh, I see like someone in the chest in Minneapolis. I would love to go to Minneapolis. We have a lot, actually, we have a lot of good friends in Minneapolis. We have uh, a better hand. They're pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, I turned. Uh, Glacier Vane's from Minneapolis too. Are they, I think are they're they, are they from Portland? Are they Portland? Okay. All right. Yeah. So uh, that'd be sick. That'd be really cool to get out there and like, you know, play that way. Just like go to the Midwest in general. So uh, look out for that. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that, like probably towards down the road later in the year. But uh, so those are kind of some of the, things that we're working on later in the year without going yeah everybody if you uh if you are in chicago and didn't win the show is coming up uh what's the date august on the show august 27th Lizzie? it's a friday august 27th it's a it sounds like Lizzie it's about to be a five band bill so everybody get fucking ready let's go seriously yeah my my, my goal I've, I've been in contact with kevin singleton from the bottom lounge and Every single day, I'm like, yo, how are tickets going? And my goal is to sell this show out. So please bring your friends. Let your friend, let, let other people know. Um, I think obviously in the second lineup of these bands get announced. And I'm like, n- n- not saying that, you know, my us, Guardrail, and Wolfro isn't, an, and we can, run, we can Run Club isn't enough, obviously. Uh, but with these second round of bands, like, you know, hop on. If you didn't get your ticket, you're going to be really sorry that you did. So uh, it's going to be great. Don't I'm get hyped. the FOMO. Hell yeah. I, it might. Don't get the it might be Blink-182. We don't know. You never yeah, know. Travis Barker yeah. might show up. With Tom. With Tom. <laughs> Travis Barker actually just going to walk up. He's going to be in the area. He's going to walk in like he does every recording artist. Be like, sounds like it hits. I'm coming on. Let's play real quick. Thank you. Goodbye. If he wants to take my job as the drummer of Cleveland Avenue, he can take it. <laughs> After you. Double, After double you. drums. Uh, double drum breakdown. Oh. <laughs> Yes. We can just stop playing Gerald. Just let him have like a just have, have him have the whole set yeah. just drum solo the entire time. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go it doesn't go with the song at all. Nine one one is just gonna be a, a drum solo. Just we accept fucking it. Wilding Re- out. You you <laughs> released this alternative single of call nine of don't call you wouldn't call nine one one, but just Travis Barker. Nothing sinks straight to the top. Straight to the top. <laughs> Number one on Billboard. MGK, watch out. MGK. MGK. <laughs> Coming for that. I'm like a scavenger for Love coupons. It. I have like a folder in my phone of like food apps that <laughs> I just too. like get free food all the time. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend yeah. went to Wendy's yesterday and like got like two whole meals like for like a dollar fifty. Wow. Fucking great. <laughs> you know, Adam, Adam's always looking for deals. Like uh, the, the, ba- the band's food of choice when we practice is Burger King. And uh, Adam is on the app like religiously, the BK app. <laughs> and he's like, yo, he's like, guys, like, check us out. If we just get forty <laughs> nuggets and like two fries and two drinks, we can spend twenty dollars. And we're like, all right, that's sold. a deal. Perfect. <laughs> that's, that's a deal. A deal. <laughs> that's a big. That's a big deal. <laughs> Dude, when you're a band on the road, that's exactly the kind of shit you need. Just like, literally, like. Hey, we need to get the most amount of food for the least amount of money to get us to the next show. Hundred percent. Yeah. Burger King sponsor us, yes, please. Everyone. 
Burger King. Everybody wants we'll Wendy's, but it's actually anywhere. Burger King. It's understated. Everyone's got to come for it. Yeah, it is. They, they, they have the Impossible yeah. Whopper. Yeah, and we, and we have a ve- uh, we have we a go. vegetarian yes. in our band. So like, that and sub, that and Subway and <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> the uh, that's the stipulation for a Burger King sponsorship is that somebody in the band has to wear the whole like, oh King my outfit God. at one point during the set. Oh. Done. Done. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, we got it. But you, you have to crowd surf, though, to really establish it, to solidify the whole thing. You have to crowd surf as the king of Burger King. Yeah. <sighs> Whoppers in my hand. Yeah. Just going down the, down, yeah. down so the crowd. Speaking of, like, sponsorships, I love how, like, obviously, like, besides just, like, things that are more dedicated or and, like, orientated to bands, like guitars or, like, drums, I love how, like, other, like, you know, big brands are doing, like, Wendy's, obviously. The PBR yeah. thing has been really huge yeah. recently. Uh, they, they just shot, they just, they just retweeted love one of it. our tweets. Mm-hmm. I tweeted tw- Tweeted it last night. I was like, because like I've been try- I've been trying to get them to, to acknowledge us for a very long time. Uh, I, I, am, I am an avid partaker of PBR. I love that beer. Um, and I just tweeted last night. I was like, Yo, PBR, like you know, we we, we love your beer. Like you know, here, here's a shout out. And they retweeted it, and we gained like 300 followers Damn. from that. So love it. Very cool. And, and, and PBR followed us. Halfway too, there. So. Oh, yeah. Say uh, we're the new hot mulligan. Hot, Halfway hot, to sponsorship. Yeah, how long is not the only one getting getting uh, gonna get sponsored by PBR soon? Oh my god, I love this. Love how brands are picking up on pop punk Twitter, and it's so. They fun. said these kids like so MGK good. and Travis Barker. All right, I guess. I yeah. guess. <laughs> these kids hey. like most of our clientele that we try to you know market to. Yeah. All right, let's. let's... The kids like the At pop least... punks. Get them in her. <laughs> get them in the drive through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least like pop- soon. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, definitely Burger King. We're yeah. gonna have a have a Cleveland Avenue meal. Yeah, it's, or, or we should play Burger King instead of saying uh, "What the fuck is up, Wendy's?" Be like, "What the fuck is up, BK?" <laughs> BK. <laughs> Next, we're gonna look back at talking with our friend Tyler of Youth Fountain. His new album, Keepsakes and Reminders, is out now as of early in November, so make sure you check it out. We were talking a little bit about his writing process with that, so that relates to what he was doing, how this developed, and also how mental health heavily influenced this album. You did mention earlier, before we hopped on like the live stream, how, you know, we had like a kind of like a big pop punk scene here, but you didn't have yeah. too much of that where you are. So yeah, how did yeah. that kind of influence you growing up? Like, what was that experience and like discovering like pop punk and emo and not having, you know, that type of like community, I guess to say, compared to like yeah. other states that are more like known for like their pop punk bands? Oh man, that's a really good question because uh, it really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really suck i remember being in like high school and stuff and like man i couldn't connect with anybody i was just the weird emo kid (laughs) look that's still the same here that still stands i mean but but still like where i was it was like fucking no one really i would never see anyone wearing like a band shirt that like it was always very rare if i would see someone wearing like a band shirt from like a band that i would know i'd just be like oh my god and, like, I'd have the urge so much to go and talk to them, but I'd have too much anxiety. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't do it. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it really sucked, though. But, like, I don't know. Eventually, I think, I don't know. As I got older and started playing, trying to play music and, and try to find other musicians off, like, you know, Craigslist and, like, just being <laughs> in and, like, trying to, trying to see what I could do. Um, eventually, I did find, like, a, a, a pocket of people that, like, not necessarily, like, maybe liked exactly the same bands as me, but they maybe like the same, like, Warp Tour-ish, mm-hmm. you know? Like, okay. That whole alternative. And, um, you know, there was, like, a small community in the Lower Mainland where, where I lived that, like, kind of were into that kind of stuff. And I think I met I met a good chunk of people through that, like, growing up in my, you know, later teens, the early, early adult life. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, I think that's, so at least I'm grateful for that. It took a lot of time, but I mean, obviously being like younger growing up, I, I couldn't connect with many people. So I, I didn't have very many friends. That's for sure. <laughs> like that sounds very it's similar. Every very emo familiar. kid's yeah. villain origin story. I grew yeah. up, I didn't have friends. Here we are. Now please deal with me. And I Thank learned you. to play music. <laughs> exactly. You know, it, it can kind of suck at first, but you know, you, you make what you can of it and uh, just, just hope things get better. And, and, you know, it tends it tends to get better. You got to just keep on going on. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I'm i 34. That's my actual age. I usually joke that I'm like 108. But I'm going to tell you my real age on this one so that I can, ref- I can like reset and I can start making the joke that I'm much older now for the next one. I mean, yeah, you were starting um, to push the 200s. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm, 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 mm. I'm, no, 200s ridiculous. 100 that's fair Um, (laughs) so it feels like to me that there is like the generation is exactly the same you know like we all grew up in the same experience but i do feel like now like i'm kind of realizing this late lately is just like there was a there is a uh like something that happened where everybody who's younger actually like wants to play music and wants to be in a band and everyone my age is like i really want that but then they like don't do it (laughs) like yeah i really want to like show up i really want to like play music but there's like no (laughs) i don't actually want to like work at this it's it's the drive to want to actually do it yeah it's like sometimes people I think people like glorify like oh being in a band must be so cool and like it must be so easy and just it's just so chill and like uh, you just get to party and like yeah. it's just like no like if you I don't know if you actually want to try to like really make a career out of it it's like it's wild <laughs> it's it literally becomes like a nine to five job yeah. it really can be like that you know it's uh e- either way you can't win <laughs> either way you gotta work and you gotta really bust your ass to try to to try to make something yeah. of any any goal you want to try to achieve i think um i think to some people uh, that are just very you know naive with 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 what it's like to try to pursue music they just they, they just don't it's so foreign to them yeah <laughs> i worried i peaked with myspace <laughs> i worried i i'm worried i peaked in, on 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 there well oh, man i was at the i was at the tail same. end of myspace so like when when like because yeah I don't know. I remember like when I started like going more on it was when probably like everyone was trailing yeah. off. So it was it was just when like I would still look up bands and like they would all still have their MySpace yep. pages and stuff. And I don't know. There there was definitely a charm to that uh, to that area uh, of, of music. I don't know. It lives inside <laughs> me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was. Like, I feel this- sense of nostalgia i did want to ask because with your new album that's forthcoming and kind of like looking over the themes that were in your 
last album, what kind of topics or themes are you able to cut like tell us that you are kind of like covering or like writing about in this upcoming album yeah. um i think that like generally it's still just like you know sad emo music you know like i don't know <laughs> old. Uh, million copies yeah, sold I, it's um i don't know i think that it's just uh it's more so about like the like past like kind of couple years that of like of my life really and like just like uh getting older and um I don't know, still struggling with a lot of mental health issues and like still struggling with, um, you know, just being alive <laughs> and like just going through the motions in life. And um, there's some more like kind of like sad love songs on the record. So I didn't really talk about a lot about that kind of stuff on the last record. So, so maybe, I don't know, people always love a good fucking, you know, a songs about, you know, who, like love songs. Yeah. So stuff about like there. It's still sad. There's nothing like, oh, I'm like happy or anything. <laughs> You're saying you didn't get happier during a pandemic. Really crazy. Uh, right? This was your time. <laughs> yeah, actually, one, one, one song on there, actually, the second second track, I think it is, on the record, actually, kind of, I wrote right in the, like, the lyrics I wrote, um, right in the middle of the pandemic, and it was kind of just, like, expressing how, like, fucking like how the world is pretty fucked i don't know like and how like a lot of my problems that i had i don't know seems like i don't know because i everyone was fucking scared like i don't know it seemed like it kind of i was i was writing those lyrics in a point where like i felt like the world was gonna end you mm -hmm. know what i mean i don't know so that's kind of cool um i have a song <laughs> like like that it's kind of like the topics at least how i felt during the, those moments yeah so i don't know it's um it's cool i'm there's there's some songs on there though that like <sighs> instrumentally like i wrote pretty much like right around the time when i was writing the last record like there's some fucking old material on there like there's there's a riff that's like the last song on the record that i wrote when i was maybe like early 20s like i don't know there's some there's some there's some old content on there so it's it sounds like you know it's it's a little bit more mature than the last record maybe like a little less like blunt with my lyrics but like i don't know it's just it's it sonically sounds better like it was recorded i went to an actual studio had an engineer like makes a master it so it sounds like fucking really cool <laughs> i'm like there's just there was money put into it this time you know like so, i don't know it, i'm proud of it it's sweet and um i just i hope people listen to it and i hope people hear it and like i gotta try to push it and maybe it'll as long as I can get it to do better, even better, like even if one more person than the last record like listens to it, this just did a little bit better, and then I'm happy. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited, fucking pumped. I think I, I we'll do one more question, and then we'll do plugs a little bit. But All I right. do think that like uh, the sad music side of it, because like it changes over time. And people oh, yeah. want to listen to like sad music and then they want to listen to happy music. And it kind of depends on a lot of external factors. And obviously being stuck inside for a year and life changing for everybody is like going to make probably more people want to listen to sad music, I would assume. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I certainly do think that like, uh, and we talked about Bo Burnham and Inside and like all these, these sort of influences of this pandemic. And we're kind of wondering if it's going to be like, does it stand the test of time? Is this something that people are going to feel for a long time? Is this something that like is going to stick around? I personally kind of think that it's going to like, I kind of oh, yeah. think that like, this is going to be like for a while is people are going to be like, I need sad music because fuck man. 
Oh yeah, but honestly, man, like it's it seems like that's just been a, it's such a like I don't know. Just everyone needs their sad music. I don't yeah. know. Well, at least like I know that fans of Youth Fountain and just emo music. They, if it's sad, it makes them feel something. It's emotional. They'll tend to like it. But like I don't know. Sometimes I've seen artists that like have written a lot of sad music and then they kind of feel better in life and they write songs about being happy and a lot of people don't like it, so <laughs> it it's it's a thing i've yeah. seen it happen and i don't know sometimes i get a little bit like sometimes i get kind of worried about things like that where i'm like fuck well, like if people like a lot of my sad stuff and it's like if i try to write songs about like you know being happy and stuff like that which i i've tried and i i just can't it's weird i like i've, I've tried to write happier songs and i just i just can't do it it's yeah. really weird but like makes me wonder it's like does being sad writing sad music like define me in a way it's kind of weird like, i don't know it's just like uh it's weird it's, you know there's a couple different ways to think about that you could be like blink 182 or corn writing songs about how they were like losers in high school and it's like dude you're you're like 45 and you have kids like yeah why are you writing that like yeah exactly you're an adult it's now uh, yeah, I know. but like i mean at the same time music and and the writing process can be like that catharsis so if it's something that you're going through and experiencing it's like through that uh that vehicle that you kind of like get those thoughts out those feelings out so that your life itself is not you know completely bogged down by all those things yeah it's, it's yeah i don't know i think i think like what you said as long as i can like separate like i'm able to be okay but when i when i do write songs it's like that part of me that is super sad and upset can can come out through through writing mm. but i can still like you know i can i can separate that and be like okay i'm sad here but in my <laughs> actual life i can try to be a little bit happier you know and try to not let that just define me and like <laughs> you know imagine so, yeah. you go to the studio and you're just like well time to cry today <laughs> <laughs> man there's been times where i kind of felt that way yeah. though where i was like yeah like I, like even on like this record i had some lyrics where i'm just like i don't know it makes me feel something i mean that's cool i think that to me that's important though if i'm writing songs that like actually you know they mean something in the way like i don't know they make even me feel something mm -hmm. i know that other people feel that way because uh, i feel like people can can kind of define like identify when songs are kind of shallow and they mm -hmm. don't really mean anything i don't know oh, it's yeah. like especially from i really believe that with this project what really makes it stand out is like the the, the heart that mm -hmm. i put into it and like if i kind of lose that i think i would yeah fans, yeah you know? they want the authenticity <laughs> they don't want something else that's just generic or yeah. like i think yeah. this is what the kids like they like being sad right yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that one kind yeah. of shine. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's fall. We restocked our merch. We'd love it if you could go to our website, emosocialclub.com slash store to check it out. We still have some tank tops for the summer, but it's obviously uh, chilling out right now. But we put them on discount as a way of saying, you know, tanks for summer. Pause for laughter. So, uh, yeah, go go pick it up because we would love to get some winter and uh spring merch but we got to get rid of all the stuff we got before we can get the new stuff in so it'd be a beautiful thing if you could do that and you would look cool and we would look cool go to our website emosocialclub.com slash store pick yourself up something nice 
up next, besties, we're going to be throwing it back just a bit to talk with our friend Julian and Loveless. And if you haven't been up to date with him, well, his cover of Meet Me at Our Spot, you know, that sounds like Cut a Vibe from Willow actually went viral. And you can also listen to it on Spotify and it's smack. So we love to see our friends finally gain the recognition they deserve. And you can hear us talk about some pop punk things and also a surprise guest that dropped on in just for a quick hey, hello during our discussion with them. Gosh, I mean, I wrote so many songs on this record about like a girl I had a crush on, a crush on in high school mm. who like doesn't know <laughs> I exist anymore. Mm. I'm sure of it. But like, because this was like 10 years ago. Yeah. But for, she was like okay. my first love. So like whenever I like picture like a, somebody to sing about, it was always her. Um, and so there are definitely like four or five songs that are about this girl. But like, I don't know what she does like during the day. Like, I don't know anything about like how we would interact as people anymore. So there's like, I have the kind of take liberties and, and it might've started as like, I'm singing about this girl, but then like halfway through, like someone else became about myself. It was about those like sleepless nights where you're you just like staring at the wall. Like, why am I like remembering that stupid thing I said like four years ago, like on a phone call with my realtor? Like, who cares? <laughs> they don't care. But it's like, but I can't stop thinking about like, what is wrong with me? And that that kind of crafted that song into something way more interesting than what it actually is. Usually the trail of thought process is what I tell my therapist. He says, Lizzie, that's anxiety. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe. But also, listen, it could be innovation. Innovation. It's both. It's both. <laughs> For me, for me, it's definitely both. I almost feel like if I, I would be afraid if I like cured my, my anxiety, because yeah. I, what would I write about? What would I sing about <laughs> all the days, all the days long? If you title a song "Anxious Innovation," I think that's fair. I think you're allowed <laughs> to do that now. You, you now own that. Oh cool, yeah, I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> Good. Here we go. Anxious <laughs> innovation. It's gonna come out. Brian's gonna be like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. I wish I could get behind, or I guess I'm kind of glad I didn't get behind the whole like vehemently hating MGK thing. Um, because, well, first of all, when MGK put out the song with Kellen, it tripled our monthly listeners. So that was pretty there useful. You Thank you, MGK, yeah. for that. Um, <laughs> which might have been a coincidence because the song is Love Race and we're loveless and we had a Kellen feature. Yeah. Um, Ooh, there we go. Th there was. There was definitely like a, a surge in interest in, in the genre and and in our band particular, uh, in particular uh, after he put out that album and after he put out those like new singles. So look, if you don't like him or his music, I think that's perfectly fine. There are some very, very respectable reasons not to. Um, with that being said, I don't think we should be gatekeeping like like if, if it's real pop punk. Like, what do you mean real pop punk? like? It, it's always been like a punk with pop with like that sheen, which is always going to like feel somewhat inauthentic mm. because it's it's punk with autotune and it has been for 20 years. <laughs> he didn't invent that. He didn't start that. He's late. So I, I don't understand why people are like MGK, this or this or that. He's just he's just another guy, and quite frankly, there are there are better artists, and there will be bigger artists. Mm -hmm. But right now, he's kind of carrying the torch for this genre in the mainstream, and I think it would be a damn shame if we just like 
cut ourselves out of the mainstream just because we don't like MGK. Yeah. Yeah. He's look, we've said it many times. We're not huge fans of MGK. We are huge fans of tickets to my downfall. So that's, <laughs> that's a great, that's a great point. And like, I love Travis Barker. Like yeah. that's something that like, yeah. I will never feel bad about saying Yeah. good for him with, with landing a Kardashian. Like I, like he I think said, he's, do he's doing great. <laughs> Fine, he's doing man. great he went on a plane the other day which yeah I good, was for good for him like yeah so i just think there's there's so many incredible people involved in that product should i pick up this facetime video from kyle black sure <laughs> kyle yeah. black is a producer for state champs yeah oh. let's go yeah. hey kyle we, we hey i'm doing i'm doing a <laughs> podcast right now what's up oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> You are. Do you want to say hi to the Emo Social Club? Hey, Emo Social Club. Hello. Hey, what's up, Kyle? Hello, Kyle. They, they say hi. I'll, uh, can I call you back in like 30 minutes? Yes, sir. All right, cool. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, so we're doing, we're doing a couple songs. We're doing a couple songs with Kyle Black. That's if awesome. If anyone was wondering. Yeah, there we um, go. And he, he did like uh, Around the World and Back again, that State Champs record with Secrets nice. okay. and, and all that. All, so, the, all the hits. Big fan. Yeah, big fan of this guy. He's uh, very nice. Th that that record was like what got me back into pop punk. I think I had fallen off a little bit. I was like kind of more like in the pop or the active rock world. And then when Secrets came out, I was like, okay, I can get behind this. <laughs> I can get behind like this new age. It was like a little bit, a little bit like punchier, but it wasn't full like knuckle puck. Like okay. it, like they were. It was still very melodic. No offense to Knuckle Puck, but they just yell a lot more than State Champs. They do. Yeah. Um, they do. So, yeah. It's, it's sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to pick that one. No, up. yeah. That that's funny. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Again, uh, we always, we've had people roll in late. We have people with their pets. Whatever works, you know, it adds some flair. Random babies. Oh, Oliver was in here for a moment, but he left when he realized I wasn't going to feed him. Oliver. Oh. <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> we have a little, if he comes back, I'll, I'll bring him on camera. He's a little white thing. Oh. Like me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. And last but not least for this first, maybe if you like this, let us know. Best of looking back at our artists of 2021 that we have chatted with. We're talking with our friend Amanda of In The Morning. And she actually hosted a Twitter, like one of those audio rooms. I'm blanking on the name of what it's called right now. But it jumped in and she previewed her new song that is going to be coming out sometime after the new year and trust me it's a banger along with her other songs as well so one keep on the lookout for it to follow her and enjoy this little throwback clip this is very much the time for i mean avril's comeback avril's featuring okay. a bunch of stuff Oh my god it's coming back it's like on trend again I'm like guys yeah. i never left like we've been here the whole time <laughs> yeah like i'm not on the i'm not doing it for the trend like I, <laughs> no no and it's just happened <laughs> yeah it's uh, we we've talked with a lot of people who are I mean, we always say like you know it's it's finally time for not the the white straight cisgender heterosexual white guy anymore like it's finally time that it's finally. not people who look like me all the time like, you're still cool though still well look i i <laughs> listen understand. again you, you put a mask on him you don't yeah, know which don't man know he is yeah. you don't know it could, it could be, be any, any other white them. man with a beard <laughs> <laughs> uh 
but yeah, it's it it seems like more. It, it's not necessarily to me that the the music ever was gone. It's that it's it's getting popular because there are people who don't look the same that are getting uh, their voices out there that are getting the attention that they deserve because like it's good. Like the music is really good. 100%. And I'm like so thankful and grateful just to be surrounded by all of these bands that you're probably talking about, but it's, it's wild. I mean, we have always been here, you know, like we've always been here. We've always been fans of the music. We've always been making this kind of music, but we haven't been able to have the, opportunity or the platforms and now with social media obviously and like streaming services it's way easier to put our stuff out there so i'm just really stoked to be a very small uh speck in what's happening right now in the scene it's very exciting and i'm just very just proud and excited for everyone around me well in your single at what cost also ended up on the eonite la playlist and amazon music's hashtag mixtape asia playlist which i feel like okay we all know eat the rich jeffrey bezos okay we get it but <laughs> but that is like so significant to be on like an amazon playlist how did you find out about that okay amazon music not to like slander them, but their artist platform was really bad. So like, I didn't even, it didn't Fair. even notify me. Like it just wow. got, like Paige was just like, hey, you're on this. I'm like, uh, what? This is like a specific Amazon music curated playlist. And I'm next to like Rina Sawayama, like BTS. Like if you told me like last month that I'd be on a playlist next to BTS, the biggest <laughs> band in the world, I would have been like, right. Yeah. BTS, so, where's the collab? You cowards. Yeah, on there, and I'm just like, okay, cool. I'm like the... I know, like, every single person on that playlist, and it's, like, randomly in the morning. I'm like, cool. <laughs> You're like, all right, besties, whoever did this. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have, like, the big artists, though, to break the small artists, I guess. Small in, qu- in quotes. For the, yeah. for the audio part of it, it's like, you know, you got to have like that variety of like genre and level and 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 everything in there. Totally. Um, but yeah, it's it's been really cool just to see who's been adding us, who's been listening. Like this is kind of my first band, first project that I've intentionally put out. Like I've been putting music out for a hot minute. A lot of music has been put out, but this is kind of my like. Like, why not? Like, I need to put myself out there. Like, I like I like these songs, and I feel like people need to hear them. So it's kind of my first, like, intentional push to put stuff out. And it's been really cool to see who's been resonating with it. That's really cool. And you also have basically, like, different remixes and collabs coming out for At What Cost. And that yes. comes out on July 30th. So it this does. is pre-recorded. This is coming out like a I think like what a week and a half from now so can you talk about who is on there because I know everyone's like tweeting really really silly stuff out there um is Mr. Worldwide definitely on there as a feature yes (laughs) definitely someone tweeted you have a hundred gex like remix I'm like yes dream I'm like manifest that um someone's a DJ Khaled I'm like I'm open to anything but Yes, I'm He's super the best. <laughs> yes, no cap. Be the best music. Um, but I'm like a huge fan of just like different versions of the same song because it's really cool just to like hear reimagined versions. Sometimes it's like 
it was the demo or um, if anyone's into K-pop on this, listening to this podcast, they have this track record of putting out like 10 versions of the same song, including like an instrumental. And I like love karaoke. So I was like, I have to have the instrumental. (laughs) Yeah. Like you have to have it so that you can practice so that when you get to the show, you'll like be ready, (laughs) you know? Got to get the people ready for the live show. Um, (laughs) But in addition to that, we also have the acoustic version of At What Cost, which is honestly my favorite. I feel like um, it really highlights the lyrics to the song and it makes it even more sad, which is, you know, on brand. (laughs) We love being sad. So um, with the acoustic version, it's not masking it with that happy, fun, upbeat production. It's very much just sad, sad. Um, and then the bonus track on there is actually a cover of Complicated by the Ooh. one and only Avril Lavigne because, you know, she's the blueprint. So I had to like pay my respects and do my little version of that song, which I'm really excited about. It's probably the most punk thing that I've ever done in my entire life. And people are like, oh, in the morning is punk. And I'm like, I never claimed it. <laughs> I'm also like not going to say that I'm not, you know, like <laughs> day, I'm just like writing pop songs, but I like to do rock music. So it's like, you know, pop melodies with like a little rock band behind it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then last but not least, we have the remix, which was remixed by Hansel Romero, who also produced the track. Um, along with Velvet Ear, and it features the one and only Nightlife, which has definitely shaken up the scene in the past couple weeks. <laughs> um, and it's like so, I'm so stoked for that band and Hansel. It's just like so crazy. And I'm like, I'm not surprised in the slightest because it's like, I've, I've heard this song like months ago, and I'm just like, I was stoked then, but it's like, oh wow, pe- other people can hear it now. So I'm like, I'm excited that other people are excited about them. And I'm, my biggest flex, honestly, in life, probably, I can. I feel like I'm predicting this, but I will never peak. Like I'm the first band ever to have a nightlife feature, so no one else can <laughs> so, do that. So we were talking a bit before we started recording about emo nights and how there are, like, the concept of emo nights is like <laughs> yeah. strange to you. I don't. I mean, you are on a playlist for emo night LA, which is uh, friends and all that, but. Uh, yeah. What, what what do you feel about emo nights? Because I I like your take well, on it. Well, you were telling you were mentioning how you went and you're just like I don't want to talk to anybody mm-hmm. or see anybody, and I'm like, okay. You're literally in a venue with 500 people, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the 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 concept of emo night. It's like everyone who would go to that hates people and doesn't want to be around <laughs> people. And you go to this event and you're like, I'm surrounded by people, so. It's very funny to me. Yeah. I actually have never been to an emo night. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was very sad, honestly. And I kind of want to, but I also kind of not want to because of the being around people aspect. Right. So we'll see how it goes. But they did it- put me on the playlist and I like literally screamed. <laughs> so you could always be that cringy person who's like, no, I'm really going to commit to the bit and get one of those shirts that's like, I hate people or like people scare me and just oh walk God. in and see what you have to see from what happens. Hot topic. Social experiment. <laughs> oh, man. It has to be from Hot Topic. Yeah, there's got to be. They probably still have. Them. I, I wouldn't be you. surprised if they didn't. What's that happy bunny like, that was that Hot Topic? Yeah. Happy bunny. Like hot Topic, like, merch line has stayed the same for the past, like, what, yeah. 23 years of <laughs> <Yep. laughs> 
just I don't know. But it, but it works. So <laughs> sad. yeah, exactly. Kids it's, are still it, in are still there. Sad. People are still angry. People still don't people like people. <laughs> it's true. So, I mean, I did want to ask because you do have like, I saw that you have photo cards as some of your merch. And I think that's like really different. And we've talked with a lot of different bands recently about different merch items that they're doing. What kind of made you want to do this as an option rather than like any other of the plethora of insane options out there? Oh my gosh. I'm so excited you asked me this question. First, first and foremost, I'm like a merch hoarder. Okay. I love merch. I like love, if I'm a fan of you, like I'm a stan of you. Like I will go all the way. So all that to say, love merch. Um, so last year I released a few songs, um, as Atran, as my solo artist name. And I wanted a way to like send such something cute. Like I love standing, sending snail mail to people. Like, I think it's so fun. And like, I love getting mail and I love sending mail. So wanted to do that. So I created these like little postcards that were just the album artwork and then the lyrics on the back. And I would just write little notes to each person. Um, and these people would be ranging from friends and family, but mostly just people who would like listen to my actual music. So it was a way to like say thank you, but also like notify them that a song is coming out. So it was like very <laughs> multi-purpose. And I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, it's just like a really cute idea. And people love like getting mail when it's like not a bill. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was like, this is really fun. And I love doing it. And I love like writing notes and people started posting it. And I was just like, oh, this is like sick. They're like, like, oh, I got this. Like listen to a trans song. And they would like tag the song, tag everything. And like how to get to the music and like post about me. And I was like, wait, I just did this for fun. Cause I like sending mail, but now I'm getting like promo too so yeah yeah so that was great um and so with the in the morning launch i wanted to kind of recreate that um organic reach and like just that fun interaction and engagement um and my little sister she is we already talked about we mentioned k-pop earlier but she's like a <laughs> k-pop fan and i feel like a lot of people over the pandemic became k-pop fans and like anime fans are like anything you were a fan of like it just became so like it just increased by so many levels. Mm -hmm. Just had so much time. Um, so in K-pop music, they have a lot of different versions of albums. And in the albums, when you buy them, you get a special photo card and you have to like collect them all, but you don't know which one's going to come with it. So people will buy like 20 copies of an album just to get their bias, which is like their number one, like favorite member of the mm -hmm. band um so they'll buy the albums and try to collect them all but you never know what you're gonna get so it's like genius it's like they're paying 30 dollars for an album just to get this like 20 cent piece of card stuff <laughs> oh ridiculous k-pop is they're on another level i will say that but so yeah so it's like a fusion of my little postcard thing and then i was just like oh it's really fun and like i created three different ones so like people could collect them all if they were like a fan or if they like bought merch or bought music. So it's been really fun and people have been posting it just as, as I su suspected. <laughs> it's been really, Come it's on. just fun to like send it out and really fun to see their reaction when they get mail. So yeah, <laughs> that is the long winded answer of why I made photo cards for in the morning. <laughs> I'm saying people can learn a lot from K-pop marketing. Like there's so yeah. much there. Yeah, people there have so many issues with it, but it's like, why? They oh, are brilliant. doing the smartest, most outrageous thing that they yeah. know how to do because they know their fan base exactly. and they know how to grow it. 
they really it's, said give the people what they want and they said here you go here you go i mean the bts meal yeah okay i wish i could turn my camera because i literally have the bts meal sauce packet <laughs> labels oh my on god my wall, on my wall i'm insane yeah all all i'm saying is that it works listen to yeah. your fans give them what they want and at the end of the day it's just it was just, it's just like a really fun way to like stay engaged because nowadays like there's a million bands that you could listen to and like there's a million bands that kind of sound like in the morning but at the end of the day like there are small things that will set you apart and just create like a fun and unique and special moment for people who support and listen to your music so i'm always like as a fangirl i want that experience and for anyone who like like listens to us like I want to create that for them too so any kind of small thing that I can do it's always really fun for me and just fun to see how people react to it <laughs> I want you to get famous so that if I own something from the oh, beginning no, of your career get, I don't want to get famous <laughs> like, well fine then I won't I sell your products oh my listen. god I want them to know who in the morning is and know the songs but not know me okay fair, fair. okay <laughs> I want in the morning to get very popular so that I can sell your stuff oh on eBay. God. Dude, I would be so happy for all of us if that happened. <laughs> I, uh, I I want, you know, I don't use the term manifesting enough or I use it too much. Uh, but that's that's what I want. I just want everybody to get really popular so that I can sell all of your guys' stuff on eBay. That's it. Yeah, it's a win-win. It's to important to have crystals. Dreams. You got to bring in the crystals now to really enhance it. Is that how Get it works? Get these crystals out of here. I can't sell crystals on eBay. You can sell anything on eBay. You that's really can't. All right, let's let's not go into the dark caverns of hell of eBay. Okay, like that's. I've never purchased anything from eBay because I'm like paranoid it'll be fake. So Fair, yeah. yeah. We've had a couple. Well, I've actually been very fortunate with eBay, and now I'm like, I've got some stuff, and I'm like, am I gonna? I don't even want to bother. Like, I could just give this away. I don't want to bother just trying to sell stuff. The mentality I have with merch, though. Like, I'm not going to buy fake merch. Mm -hmm. Also, yeah. like, I'm not going to, like, buy a resell of a concert ticket. Like, my worst fear is showing up and it's, like, a fake ticket. Like, I would yeah. literally be so sad. <laughs> so many people, uh, like, get a story of, like, oh, I bought a ticket and, like, it's not real and I'm outside the venue. It's like, oh. No. I That's Sorry. the worst. It's I feel like that's like such a risky thing. Like I I like did it a handful of times like a few years ago, but I was able to be like kind of lucky because they were like, I will give you my it, it was like the fan transfer on like Ticketmaster Live Nation. So I was like, mm -hmm. OK, this worked out. But everything else, I'm like, mm, I don't know. This could be this could be sketchy, yeah. especially yeah. I have to like stalk the person selling it. Like I will go on their Facebook. I will find their LinkedIn. You, you never. I know. will find their LinkedIn. You never know though. Like they could be a credible person, but like they just had like a sketchy moment. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Like... <laughs> I find myself in a sketchy moment. <laughs> I'm in the sketchy phase like of my song. life. <laughs> write, write that down. Write that down. <laughs> write it down. Write it down. Good like late night thought. We're gonna do. <laughs> Amanda's gonna wake up before I am. Say sketchy moment, sketchy days. Yeah. Oh, sketchy moments. <laughs> oh I got man, you were, you were like, "Oh, what's your songwriting method?" I'm like, "I don't have one. I just like, <laughs> <laughs> just go. I just get lucky, honestly. No, I start lucid dreaming <laughs> at like 4 a.m. and I go person, for the best. So it works out, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in today. We wanted to get something out to you because we know you need a little bit of recuperation. So get you motivated, at least get you through Thursday to Friday, maybe the weekend, depending on how your life's rolling about. If you like this best of type episode, let us know. We're always looking for new and cool ways to, you know, use what we have, see what you like. Um, so just make sure to let us know over on Twitter at X Emo Social Club X or on Instagram at Emo Social Club. We will be back on Monday with our normally scheduled programming. And we also have some really cool guests coming up for the rest of December. And again, keep it locked in to our socials. We have some TBA IRL events coming your way as well. Until then, I've been Lizzie for the Emo Social Club podcast and we'll check you later. Bye. Am I recording this at 1.16 a.m. and from earlier, right before uh, this gets posted? Absolutely. Am I falling asleep because of my eucalyptus candle? Yes. I hope we're having a good time, everybody. Bing bong. I've been on TikTok too much. I'm sorry.